0: <laughs>
1: Intro music Wait, that's not it What? He's no good to me, daddy <laughs> Intro music My <laughs> Intro music
0: Bounty hunting is a complicated profession are you sure? Look at him. Look at him playing with his toys over there. I Rob is like, you know, you know, he's playing with his toys because he looks so youthful. Look at him. He's shaven and shorn.
1: The last time you guys have seen me, I had a giant beard because I didn't shave for three months.
0: Yeah, he, he shed his Corona beard and he's he's come out of his cocoon a wonderful Star Wars butterfly. And here you sure
1: he is. Have. And he now he got, we got, got, got all his
0: guns and gadgets.
1: Were made on my 3D printer. So. Look at you. Hey,
0: everybody. Welcome back. Welcome we're here again. Can you believe it? We're still socially distancing, but we are back. We are. Who are we? We are Banter, Beskar, Bantha Milk, a Mandalorian podcast. It is Bantha Milk podcast, right? We're back for yet another episode, Nick and Rob, right into your ears, wherever you get your podcasts. Some of you probably watching us on YouTube, though, which is kind of fun. That's a new thing, right?
1: Yeah. There's, it's right? brand new. The it's brand spanking new. new. Yes. They never heard of this YouTube thing yet. We're the first yeah, one there.
0: Been around right so yep. uh yeah you can catch us on youtube now you can catch us all over the place we always tell you about our social needs at the beginning right we've got facebook and instagram we're bantha milk podcast on twitter we're bantha milk uh rob just like really really stepped up our website game too right so you got to go check out our website that's bantha
1: all over again oh yeah uh, rob, what happened? uh nothing happened uh like since you saw it i uh switched providers and all kinds of That's other strange right. things so able i'm now able to add more things to the website that i wasn't able to add before um, and maybe at some
0: point i'll remember to ask rob how to get back on it because i've been meaning to write something for it so yeah. maybe once we're done with this you can like send me the info and i'll like actually do some work for a podcast
1: You'll check it out you'll try it yeah <laughs>
0: so, uh check if it out podcast. podcast oh yeah dot com,
1: oh, yeah. .com. Uh, milk at gmail.com if you want to send us an email
0: please do I get a lot of emails from uh, not a lot of people right we get some we get some automated emails from uh, from our web provider yeah. um, Jason sent us an email our, our buddy over at ears up today we got an email from Jason right if, sure if you're it. not aware now uh, we are a part of the ears up family uh, and our buddy Jason over at ears up sent us an email today so we're getting some email I like getting email from
1: ears up podcastcom check That's them out. Right. Yeah, they, if you're a Disney fan, check it out. Huge Disneyland uh, fan. They do whole podcast on Disneyland in the park and all different things to do in the park and ways to save money in the park, which is practically impossible to do. But they know ways to do that. All kinds of really cool stuff, in depth stuff about rides and things like that.
0: And Rob is not only not only an endorser and and a part of the family, but Rob has been a fan for a good long time.
1: Yeah, a fan and for a long. So it's um, always, yeah,
0: care. check them out. We've we're gonna we've been on their show once or twice. They they've come on ours, so it's just good to be a part of the family.
1: There's another show in the family called the Supreme Resort. That's right. They uh, talk about the difference between the rides at Disneyland and Disney World. Disneyland and Disney World are under a whole bunch of scrutiny right now. Yeah,
0: they, they did they say that they were gonna. What did they say? They were supposed to open, and now they're delaying the opening. Is that what's happening?
1: Disneyland. Uh, in California, they have delayed the opening again. Disney World okay. is still set to go. Well,
0: <laughs> I don't think Florida realizes what's going on in, <laughs> in the world right now.
1: Even in Florida, they have like 9,000 more Corona cases every day, but yeah. they're still wide open. Come on down to Florida.
0: Yeah. It, well, it just feels like things are back to normal, right? I know they're not, but it feels like it. Rob has shaved. I have a haircut. Like, huh, I yeah. it's, it's just craziness.
1: Everybody just forgot that you know wearing masks and gloves is very important when you go out. And
0: well, I had a gig the other night uh, at uh, an yeah. outdoor bar, uh, and it was the most surreal thing in the world. You know, you they were checking people's temperatures on the way in, um, but once you got to the bar, which is which on like on the outside, it was on the beach. It was nothing, man. You No one was wearing a mask. Everyone was right next to each other at the bar. They were dancing. I was like,
1: social distancing.
0: No, it's, it's Pretty- not good, man.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> not good. Um. No. Good at but all. thinking
0: of the bar, we don't we don't have a a Star Wars drink this week. Again, last week we had what could be one of our best of all time. I got to get Rob to try it at some point. Another, it was the Miserono Binks, which another
1: homemade drink. So if you try to Google it, the only thing you're going to find is us.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and my wife, who is the the drink official drink creator of Bantha Milk Podcast. Um, so today uh, I had a uh, bourbon tasting, a virtual bourbon tasting the other day. So I've just got a couple little exciting bottle here that i'm just going to talk some star wars through right so we, these are all uh four roses right all different varieties of four roses bourbon okay uh, and i'm just going to i'm just going to have some delightful drinks what are you drinking today rob
1: i'm still drinking my 21a 21st 21A. amendment uh hell that's such a delightful
0: thing that you're drinking 21st amendment rob
1: because 21a is a sponsor of the ears up podcast so They sure are. i support I them sure
0: so, this is this right here is for ears up and for uh 2 1a. Yes, it's for you, y'all. Right, cheers, there you go.
1: Cheers. Mm.
0: <coughs> well, <laughs> that one right there. This is number two. It hit me hard, I, I didn't put any ice in there anyway. Uh, so we are here to talk Star Wars, right? This is after all a oh, sure
2: Star Wars Podcast. Star Wars Podcast.
0: Um, so I thought we were gonna go into some news. Rob said he had some interesting Star Wars news. And I'm not a I'm not a news junkie, so I want Rob to tell me about it. So we are gonna get into some Star Wars news. The biggest news I think of the week is that Nick actually has a microphone that functions. Yes. Right. So if you're seeing in YouTube now, I want to just send a quick thanks to the Ears Up Podcast Network because they were pretty killer and they heard that we were having some technical issues and they sent me a really nice mic that you could hear my dulcet tones. So I appreciate you, folks over at Ears Up.
1: And it sounds awesome. Oh, thank you, buddy. Right? It sounds wonderful. So, other than that, in real Star Wars news, have you heard of the game Bop It? Bop It. I no, have heard of Bop It. Hasbro's Bop It. Oh yeah. Guess what? Tell They're me. Making a Star Wars version of Bop It, and people worldwide are not going to be happy about this. Oh no. Jason Sudeikis will be very happy because the new Bop It toy is, is it a baby Yoda? Oh, no. In the stomach.
0: I will tell you, I have a Star Wars Bop-It. It's on my desk at work. It's an R2-D2. Oh,
1: okay. So
0: You bop him on the head, and you can twist his head, and you pull his legs. Um, And it's uh, C-3PO voices it, which is pretty cool. But, uh, man, Baby Yoda Bop-It, that's going to... Yep.
1: It will actually require you to punch Baby Yoda. Uh, Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Yeah, so that'll be a lot of fun. So we'll see. Hopefully, uh, Jason Stadeka won't get any more hate anymore. Let's hope Uh, not. Since we're all going to be hitting Baby Yoda, I know, right? Since we're all so annoyed of being stuck inside. Yes. Um, what was uh, uh, the comedian who was the leader of the group that went onto the? Oh my gosh, my brain that went I'm into sure. the jail in space. Oh, Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Yeah. So Bill Burr uh, gave a interview recently and he said um you know when uh when he was asked to be on star wars he goes you know i've been making fun of star wars for years right
0: yeah i actually i i read about this you're right and he he had said something i i thought i had heard something about where like vince vaughn approached him about it and he said to vince vaughn like isn't that going to be a problem because i've i've like made fun and he was like yeah i think that'll actually make it funnier yeah right.
1: it was uh it was our good friend um John, not Vince Vaughn, Fabro no, John Fabro. He's That's the right. Actually came right up to him. Wrong swinger.
0: That's uh, right. My bad. <laughs> I do that all the time though. I saw a picture of uh, Vince Vaughn in an old movie the other day and I called him John Fabro. <laughs> I just, I just flip flop them all the time.
1: <laughs> all. Yeah. So it was yeah. Fabro, and he said, are you sure I've been making fun of them for years? And he said, yeah, he said, that'll make it even funnier if you, if you're on. So yeah. then he was getting all kinds of hate because he was the first one to drop. Uh, baby yoda remember in, in the ship when he dropped baby that's yoda? true he did getting all kinds of hate so then he was very happy when jason sudeca decided to start punching baby yoda because all the haters left him and then went to that's jason. right
0: you know i think i i read one of my favorite sentences of all time online the other day someone was talking about bill burr it was i think on a thread about this entire thing and someone mentioned i just love that bill burr is in star wars because it implies the existence of a space boston <laughs> <laughs> it's just like somewhere out there is just a space Boston where everyone's trying to pack the cars.
1: <laughs> one of the one of the planets somewhere people talk with a Boston accent. That's right. <laughs> um, that is pretty funny. And oh then boy. the other big news. um Oh, I have two other two more newses. 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 Uh, Mark Hamill. You heard of that guy, right? I have heard of him. Yes, did you know that he's been in every single movie of Star Wars since? I saw he
0: tweeted something about that, right? There was one that he was not in or something like well, that, but pretty much he's had like voice acting roles in just about all of them.
1: Yeah, so in Rogue One and Solo, he's listed as William M. Patrick, but it's actually his voice, not some okay. person, William M. Patrick. Uh, he voiced a character named Dabu Sky in the land. Okay. The you might know him, uh, who you can spot in the casino. And in Rise of Skywalker, Hamilton voiced the helpful alien, Bulio, the little guy who's like up above them when they go in and they get.
0: The- oh, the one who's like, uh, oh, yeah, the very beginning, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: Win the war, right? He says win the war, right? Yeah.
2: That's him? I had no idea. That's great. Uh,
1: and then he also voices the droid EV-99, which is the bartender. Uh, in Moss Isley Cantina in Chapter Five of The Mandalorian. I so,
0: just watched that episode today.
1: So he with our buddy
0: Toro Calican.
1: There you go. So yes, oh, Toro Calican, yeah. I love that guy. So guy. he was he was the 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 robot the droid bartender in there. All right, our um, buddy uh, Mark Hamill. I, I want more Mark Hamill in just about everything, so that's fine. By know, me. Right? So I'm totally okay with that. Uh Two more, actually. I thought I only had one, but I have two. Bob more. is full of news today. All today. events. This uh, Boba Fett. Ever hear of that guy? Never in my life. Okay, so they had the prototype Hasbro toy. It's there's one that's on sale on eBay right now. Hasbro toy of Boba Fett. Boba Fett from 1980, whatever. 1980. Oh, like a, like an old school toy. Yeah, like an old that school. Guy. The old school. So they made a prototype first, which was all just green. Okay. It's jetpack actually shot out a missile out of the top of it. Okay, sure. That missile was deemed um dangerous unsafe for unsafe, kids, right? Swallow it and choke and blah sure, blah. blah. Sure. So, there was about 80 to 100 prototypes that were created. The last one sold for 185,850, beating out on an earlier record of 112,926.
0: I just bought a house for for less than that, I think. <laughs> yeah.
1: But the new one, asking price, $225,000.
0: Oh, yeah. My house is definitely less than that.
1: <laughs> so you could buy a house or you could buy a uh, five-inch prototype Boba Fett droid. You know, your,
0: your your mileage may vary. Some people have different needs than others. Some people need shelter, a place to stay away from the, the elements. Other people need a toy from the 80s.
1: That's right. So, you know? So why not? Why so not? if you want it, and if you have that kind of money laying around, check out eBay. Uh, and the last thing, Star Wars TV Universe question mark. In addition okay. to confirmed Disney Plus shows featuring Obi-Wan Kenobi and Rogue One's Cassian andor, cash spin- him. I'm sorry, Cash That's okay Uh spin-offs fronted by Ahsoka Tano and Boba Fett are rumored to be in the works too and now we're hearing that all of this could take place within a shared television universe
0: Ooh.
2: Ooh.
0: yeah like a, I, i'm all about i was uh, i've been talking to rob over the past couple weeks just about a bunch of star wars stuff as you can imagine mm. um we've all been kind of stuck at home for the most part and i've been going through stuff i finished rebels i rewatched mandalorian I want more Star Wars. I am so I just uh bought the uh Darth Plagueis book again today because I want I need to listen to it on audiobook because I just I there's a there's a lack of Star Wars in my life right now. We're in a black hole right now. There's like we, we, we have to look forward to October for the Mandalorian to come out. But other than that, I don't really know what we're looking forward to as Star Wars fans. Like what yeah. else is on the horizon that has a definite
1: date? Like the Obi Wan Kenobi uh TV series is going to be completely directed by Deborah Cho. Okay, great. So that's good news because she yeah, she's awesome. Episodes of The Mandalorian. Yeah, um, she said it's definitely going to be different, just in terms of the sheer workload, obviously of do, of doing the whole thing. But in some ways, I'm going to miss having a team and having people who are there to bounce ideas off of. But then, obviously, the flip side is it's nice to have a coherent voice and know what you're doing from beginning to end. Sure. So she's going to be doing it, but it hasn't even started yet. They haven't even like supposedly there's some scripts, but then people didn't like the scripts and then people did like the scripts. Yeah, I had I heard
0: they had done like a complete rework after yeah. a couple of the scripts
2: for. Yeah. So.
1: so that is definitely 100% in the works and going to happen, but who knows when. So we have October for the Mandalorian and then cricket. We have no idea what else is coming.
0: Up. Yeah. Well, there is also, I mean, I know Rob has been watching just this, making of uh the mandalorian stuff which is great i just watched the one about their uh the set what is the the set called that they shoot on that giant dome uh,
1: dome tv screen i forget what
0: it's called but it is like the technology that they are using to film this stuff is so cool they detail about basically how they're they're almost filming in 3d like if you can imagine like like putting on a vr headset Mm-hmm. and And that video game technology they've they've come so far in their technology that they are now filming within that virtual world. So like the, the, they're creating a virtual reality world and then they're filming stuff in it. And then on top of that, they've got this entire world room that that it's just the cool. If you haven't watched the making of series on Disney Plus yet, get on it. it's it yeah. they are, I don't, I don't know. know, man. It's just so cool the stuff that they're able to do right. now.
1: Dave Filoni and John Favreau said what they would do afterwards, or even if they were like not a part of the scene or whatever they would, when they were watching it, they were trying to figure out where the set ended and the virtual world began. And it's so hard to tell what is what. Um, It was interesting by watching. There was eight episodes. I watched all eight of them and the last one is amazing. They so much behind the scenes talk in the last one that was really really cool i really liked it a lot um so they uh they talk all about it in there um and it's just unbelievable they, they were able to go back like three days later and pick up right where they left off and they were saying like sometimes if they knew they were only doing like shots from like waist high they didn't even bother changing the floor because sometimes wow. they had to put sand down other times i had to put other things down they were like doesn't matter we'll you know, film the top half and then be done with it. So, yep. um, yeah, so it's it's amazing. And it's really cool because they were the first ones to go 100% in on this. Other yep. other movies and stuff like did it a little bit, but they were like, look, we're going all in or nothing. So they went all in and, and it was totally amazing.
0: And it's really changed the way I, when I watch it, because I, I, like I said, I just finished a rewatch today. Uh It's the first rewatch I've seen since watching a lot of these behind the scenes things. And it's just so interesting looking like I've been trying really oh. hard. Oh yeah. Watching the background like trying to find like oh that that's totally but like it looks yeah. so good, man. It's but
1: nuts. It's, it's nuts. It's really cool. Yeah.
0: So anyway, that's, that's all of our our Star Wars news. Correct. Uh, so I hear we're going into yet another recurring uh part of our series here.
1: Yes. Yeah, so our next recurring series is going to be Jedi of, the week. Jedi of
0: the week. There it is. Oh, that was pretty good timing on that too, Rob. Yeah, there you go. We got. We got. We're getting better right? every time. It's getting closer and closer. Um, and so we've had two Sith of the week. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm not really positive. We definitely have one Jedi of the week. This is another Jedi of the week. Uh, this is a pretty popular one. That if you didn't play the video games, you might not know, but you might. All right. And so this, the guy we're going to talk about is Revan. Rob, ever heard of Revan?
1: Uh, only from the little bit of you talking about him, actually. Yeah. Uh, So
0: Revan's a great character. Revan's uh, one of those characters that many like who played the Star Wars games are hoping that they bring into the Star Wars. He's already in the Star Wars canon um, because in, uh, I believe it's in this book right here, The Rise of Skywalker uh, Digital Visual Dictionary. If you don't have these books, then you got to get them. I just unplugged my headphones so (laughs) I may or may not hear you. Anyway, if you don't have these books, you need to get them. They are fantastic books. They give you a lot of background information. Uh, I have the one for Rise of Skywalker. I have the one for the Last Jedi. I have the one for the Force Awakens. They have them for pretty much everything. Okay. Um, but in there, they talk about the different squadrons in the uh, the you know Sidious's final empire, emperor or whatever it's empire or whatever it's called, and they're all named after Sith lords. And one of them is the Revan Squadron. Um, so since that's in the movie, we can pretty much assume that Revan is, is canon now, right? Sure. And so who was Revan? Revan was known as Revan or Darth Revan or the Revan kissed or the prodigal knight. He was all over the place, this guy. So he was like one of the most powerful and charismatic Jedi of the Republic about 3000 years before the battle of Yavin, right? So this was a long time ago. Um, he was like a rock star. Like, you know, I, I don't know that, Jedi are ever really supposed to be that popular, right? They're supposed okay. to be pretty humble, right? But this guy was not. He was, he was very popular, <laughs> very, very powerful. Uh, him and his buddy Malik, right? Revan and Malik were like two buddies, and uh, they were taking part in the Mandalorian Wars. We, you know, this is very, you know, this is topical. We're a yeah, Mandalorian yeah, man. podcast, right? Uh, and back 3,000 years before our current Star Wars kind of stuff is going on, we had our Mandalorian Wars. Uh, it was this huge sc- conflict that the Jedi did not want to get involved in. Um, so much, but Revan and Malik said, too bad for doing it basically. Uh, and so they basically saved the day in ways that were not so great. Right. And so they took part in the Mandalorian Wars in, in the, the Mandalorian Wars ended at a place called Malachor five. Uh, if you watch rebels, which we're going to talk about a little later, they talk about Malachor a little bit. Okay. Um, but what they did was they used this super weapon called the mass shadow generator, uh, and that ended the wars, but it also pretty much destroyed Malachor five. Uh, and so it was not, that was pretty frowned upon. (laughs) And so after, I mean, we could go, I could spend an entire episode talking about Revan as long as short of it is after this, they went out into the unknown regions, him and Malak, because they sensed this disturbance, this nasty thing, like something's out there, something's bad. Um, and they went out looking for it and they found it. It was the Sith emperor, uh, and they were corrupted by him and they turned to the dark side. And when they came back to the known world or the known universe galaxy, uh, they came back with an army. Right. And they they were bad. They were bad dudes. Uh he was betrayed by his buddy Malik. Uh he got his memory wiped. And then he all of a sudden became a good guy. Again, he was back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> um, he, he's the main character of the game Knights of the Old Republic, which okay. is on Steam. It's on pretty much every platform. If you haven't played it yet, it's a it's a really good game, mostly story driven. So if you're into video games, but you're really into like story. This is one of the best Star Wars stories I've ever played. And he actually, his story comes back later on in another uh, video game called The Old Republic, All right? There's Knights of the Old Republic, which was like an old 15-year-old game or so. And then there's The Old Republic, which is like a World of Warcraft-type Star Wars game that came up maybe 10 years ago or so. Uh, and His stories continued there. Um, but yeah, Darth Revan slash Revan, uh, one of the coolest uh, Jedi ever, only be- if not only because he was one of the first ones we saw with a purple lightsaber, which was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, and he had a pretty cool helmet that was kind of Mandalorian like too, because okay. again, um, he he did kind of show the Mandalorians who was boss. So sorry, Mando's, it happens.
1: It happens. Um,
0: but yeah, check out Knights of the Old Republic. Um, it's really cheap. You could probably get it on Steam for like ten bucks. It's actually available on your phone. You can get that entire, and it's an enormous game. I I you could spend. 50 to 100 hours playing this game, and it, it's on your phone now. So uh, you can get it on Apple, you can get it on Android. Uh, I am not in any way affiliated and or sponsored by <laughs> these people. Uh, if these people are listening and want to sponsor me,
1: we will gladly be sponsored.
0: Podcast at gmail.com. You yeah, know how to get a yeah, hold, you know right?
1: hold of us. That's right. Yeah. All right. But, uh, so yeah. So that's, that uh, that's our, our is buddy, our, our, our Jedi, Jedi of the Week. Jedi of the
0: Week. Better on the first one. It that's was better
1: okay. on we the first it. one. Yeah. I <laughs> talked a, got a little too early there that's all right all right so you had some fun things that you wanted to talk about the Phantom menace real fast yes here's what happened
0: so again i i've been i've been sitting at home i've been working at my parents restaurant actually but when i'm at home i've been trying to relax because i move in about two weeks it's the last bit of relaxation i'm going to get in a little while so today i sat down and i went i'm going to watch i'm going to start from the beginning i'm just going to go and so i started the phantom menace and i will say um interesting stuff I this the, the points I want to bring up with you today I've got some questions for you Rob because okay I'm as ready. I was watching there were some things that popped up uh, I just wanted to point out right so just from the beginning I'm gonna start at the beginning of this uh, first of all the costumes for Newt gunray and the Nemorians are terrible terrible right like when 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 we get in and we see these Neortdian in the in the trade Federation and they're talking and their mouths don't even close to wind, <laughs> like line up I don't know what they were doing. Star Wars is usually known pretty well known for I don't know, innovative costuming. It just seemed pretty lazy. Yeah. Speaking of costuming, I'm extraordinarily glad that it, they revisited episode 1 and took terrifying puppet Yoda out and inserted CGI Yoda.
1: CGI Yoda, sure. Because
0: original 1990 whatever puppet Yoda 50 or however many years younger was he looked kind of terrifying.
2: He <laughs> was not a good looking
0: not, not a, good a good looking look. puppet. Um, now I, I, never really stopped to think about this because I was, I was pretty young when the Phantom Menace came out, but can you, I mean, how old were you when Phantom Menace came out?
1: What was it in the early nineties? Like 2000-ish, maybe 1999, 98. Uh, yeah. I was old at that point. I was in my, in my twenties.
0: Okay. So I, I you just got to put it into perspective because I guess I was a kid. It, I didn't click with me, but there was so much lightsaber. In oh, Phantom yeah. Menace, yes, that must have been such a cool thing for like these like people who've been waiting you know fifteen twenty years yeah. since the last one. All of a sudden, here's a new Star Wars movie, and it's just lightsabers everywhere. So, right, that's, and, and they're great fights too.
1: That's why my son likes it more than the original trilogy because he's young right now, and sure. lightsabers are cool. And there's a lot of are. lightsabers, so sure. that was much more exciting than having to follow along the storyline. Of episodes four, five, and six,
0: and it's true. And it, the the lightsaber battles do get more interesting as four, five, and six go on. But you really, I mean, you have to be invested in the story for those uh-huh. because you're just limited by the technology of the time. Um, but I, I mean, I get it. Uh, it's lightsabers are cool. Right. I mean, it must yeah. have been really cool for people to like. I don't know. Like I said, twenty years later, and, look and at all these lightsabers. It's amazing.
1: It was also like George Lucas's thing was now he yeah. had the technology to be able to make really awesome stuff that he wished he could have done in 77 and and, in the 80s. So he was all gung ho about making it look as so cool as possible. Um, Unfortunately, I think the story lacked, but the, you know, the visually it was pretty cool. So,
0: yeah. Um, So Jake Lloyd, you know, Jake Lloyd, you know, the name
1: Jake Lloyd.
0: Jake Lloyd is the young child actor who who played Anakin. Um, You know, I'm a teacher. I feel bad my goodness were there no better actors around
2: oh uh, I, about... I feel bad
0: for this poor kid because he's my age now and I, I'm pretty sure from all accounts he's kind of lost it because because he had a rough life after this and if you like look up online interviews with him he blames George Lucas saying George Lucas ruined his life and stuff like that um but man like again I've mentioned it on this podcast before you watch something like stranger things and you see those child actors and they kill it
1: they kill it yeah.
0: And then, and then you see this and you are reminded oh this is the kid who was on Jingle all the way a couple of years ago.
1: Well, it's <laughs> and it's just not so good. I think I think uh Disney is doing the same thing again they have their new straight to Disney Plus because of the theaters being closed and everything but the new movie Artemis Fowl the lead kid in that is so bad. Yeah. Like he makes he makes young Anakin look like a good actor. Wow. And I'm that's like, tough to do. I'm watching this and I'm going Okay, they had they had to have thousands of of kids audition for this, and this is the one that they picked. Now I'm not I'm not gonna blame the kid, because it's not his fault. I'm blaming the people who picked him. I'm blaming the director who said, act this way. You yeah, know? but it's
0: the same with Jake Lloyd too. You know, because yeah. like there's literally, I like lost it when I was watching that. One of the lines that Anakin has in this in this movie is yippee. <laughs>
1: he can't even. Say <laughs> he gets it with excited, emotion. and
0: George Lucas said, "All right, when this happens." I want you to say yippee.
1: Yeah. And he's Good like dark. he goes, but and he's like, Yippee. Like he's Oh boy. He's like, he's, not even, yeah, he's to say, not even gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: it's just bad. Speaking of bad, again, I, I'm a Star Wars fan. I say all the time, I like Star Wars. I like this movie. I didn't hate watching it. Uh, but Jar Jar sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, I tried, man. I was I like all right, I, I like Star Wars, Jar Jar, you know, I'm gonna uh-huh. give it. but like Jar Jar was fart jokes, crotch shots and terrible CGI. Oh yeah. Like that's all it was. Like yeah. at one point, this weird animal farted and like they panned a Jar Jar and he was like, Ooh, funny for
2: kids. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, and like he, he lands on the tank crotch first. and He's like, Oh,
1: oh like, yeah. Come on it, George. It was, what were it, you doing? He was this, the man? comic relief, but he was a bad comic relief.
0: What's funny is, um, so this kind of ties in. There was a, a quote by Ryan Johnson. Someone on Twitter asked Ryan Johnson, um, say a nice thing about the prequels. (laughs)
2: Um,
0: And what he said was actually kind of cool. He said, Lucas made a gorgeous seven hour long movie for children about how entitlement and fear of loss turns good people into fascists and did it while spearheading nearly every technical sea change in modern filmmaking for the past 30 years. So it's like that, that's a really nice way to look at it. Um, And it's true. (laughs) It is a, it is a a kid's movie more than any other of the star Wars movies. That movie is a kid's movie. Um but it's nice that Ryan Johnson saw the silver lining. Yes, that is I that guess. is
1: a great way to look at it. That is 100% yeah. sure.
0: Absolutely. Um another question I have for you Rob is if anybody knows the reason why architecture in this particular galaxy is so full of bottomless pits? Could you let me oh, know? Oh, yes. Let's let's just think about uh-huh. the bottomless pits of Star Wars. We start the Naboo bottomless pit. There's a couple in Naboo, right? Because yeah. during that fight, lightsaber fight, there's like two or three of them that they battle over. Right. Um, the, the first Death Star has a bottomless pit, right? Yep. We see that uh, as o- Obi-Wan is is going around and messing with the tractor beam. Cloud City has a bottomless pit. Well, I guess, yeah, it is. It's almost bottomless until you hit the antenna.
1: Yes. And you save uh, yourself on pit. The pit. Let's call the Sarlacc
0: Anten- pit bottomless. Right. Right. I can't imagine a it has thousand a thousand
1: years of uh it takes to digest you, so it's pretty bottomless exactly. to me.
0: The second Death Star has a bottomless pit. We see the Emperor thrown into it. Mm-hmm. Um Starkiller Base has a bottomless pit that Han Solo falls into. And then as it's cracking apart, it has many more bottomless pits. Yes. Um Exegol has a bottomless pit that Sidious throws Kylo Ren into. Uh and then of course there's all of Ryan Johnson's bottomless pit plot holes, right? There's all that. Um, but what is, what is it with bottomless pits? Is there a real, like, is there a real engineering reason that so many bottomless pits exist in star Wars?
1: I think as a kid, George Lucas must've fallen into a well at one point in time. It. And <laughs> said, it's just manifested this and fear. Said, yes. This will have to be on every single planet or base or everything that I do. So that's the, oh. that's the only 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 uh, only example or uh, definition reason I have for it. reason yeah. for it.
0: Yeah. Oh man. So those are those are just the bottomless pits I can think of. If you think of any bottomless pits that I missed, send us an email because yes, I'm tell sure us there's about bottomless, the bottomless pits,
1: pits I in Star Wars. Please. Um,
0: and as bad as parts of this movie are, Duel of the Fates is still maybe the best fight scene slash music in all of Star Wars. Correct. It's just dope. Yeah. Like. I mean, there's some weirdness about it, but it's just, like, the the music, the staging, the choreography. I'm a little confused as to what the point of the ray shields are. Like, you know when they're in that that corridor with all the ray shields that open and close?
1: Right. And they're Um, just
0: waiting there? Why are they there? Make it (laughs) cool. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. They figure at some point, someone's going to have a fight Someone's
1: going to have a fight in this hallway, (laughs) and we need something to pop in and out to protect them. Like, one or
0: two ray shields I'd get, but, like, they're really perfect. There's a lot of them, yeah. You know? I don't know. Um... Uh I had a couple more things. Uh oh Anakin's braid at the end of the movie, he gets a haircut. Oh right. Right? And like every Padawan, he gets a nice long braid. But his hair was pretty short. Yes. And then all of a sudden he's got a braid that's like yeah. down to here.
1: Well it's it's um it's a weave. Oh. Uh. yeah.
0: <laughs> you think he got a space weave? He got a,
1: he got a space weave. Yeah. When you uh they they when put a weave in, when you get your Padawan on, yeah. And then and then the weave grows out as your real hair grows with it. So I like that. Yeah. So that's that's what it is. It's you know. I never thought about that. <laughs> I never
0: thought about space weaves, Rob. This is why I have you here. This is why I'm I here. need another set of ears. Yeah. I
1: mean, and oh, I, I clear everything up for you.
0: Listen, I I still like this movie. I really do. But I mean, it just for whatever reason, this movie in particular and and the second one just don't stack up for me with the other ones. And I'll still watch them. Right. Uh, I I do like I do like Ryan Johnson's sentiment. I think that is a nice yeah, way to look at it, and I think cool it is way. it is important uh, an important role that Star Wars plays. But I just sometimes wish that they would start realizing that a lot of their audience has grown up. Yes, a lot of their audience still loves what well, they do, and they want a little ma- more mature of a Star Wars. And I think we got that a little bit with the pre the sequels, um, but I think the Mandalorian is where that's really yeah starting to, to collect. So
1: George Lucas. When he made episode four, he made it for kids, you know, like it's, you know, so it was supposed to be, you know, a space movie for kids and whatever. So when he went back to episode one, he was thinking the same thing. This is for a whole new generation. So I'm going to make this for the new generation. So they get the same feeling that the kids of the 70s and 80s got with the original trilogy. So it really was for kids because that's that was his goal was to make it for kids. And that's why there were fart jokes and crotch shots and all that other stuff. He wasn't thinking about all of the kids that are now grown up and 20 years older that have been waiting for something Star Wars for, for 20 years. So, and I think the
0: sequels did that. Now, yes. The sequels have their own problems don't get me wrong right. but everything that's happening now does seem to re- try and bring in kind of all the age groups because they kind of realize that it's really an all-encompassing thing now rogue one was really the big one that started that i think yeah because rogue one was this really gritty you know war movie and that was the big thing when it came out everyone was talking about oh you know it's star wars but it's really like a gritty war it's, movie and it yeah, was uh it was scary. more mature with it a mature. darker tone yeah. So I think that was kind of the beginning of it. So I think we're kind of seeing that. Yeah. And even in, even in like the cartoons, we see that. Yeah. And we'll oh, talk yeah. about Rebels coming up here in a second because Rebels, I, I I told Rob, I finished Rebels, and I want to start it over and watch it three more times because I think yeah. I like Rebels more than I like Clone Wars.
1: I love Rebels. So, yes, yeah, yeah. so we can talk about Rebels for a long time. So that sounds like our segue into our discussion on Rebels.
0: Let's talk Rebels. Let's it talk Rebels. It was delightful.
1: It was delightful. So before you get into emotionally, how was it? I'm gonna give you some facts. Let's hear it. Seventy-five episodes long and four seasons. Fact one. Boom. Fact
0: one. I was I was a little upset about. It. I wasn't upset because it was nice. Every episode felt important. Yes. Um, it, there wasn't any because uh, Clone Wars is how many seasons? Nine? Seven. 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 Oh, it seems like long enough. either way. Seven is is a good amount. Yeah. And they were all like what 20 something episodes pretty much. Yeah. Except for six and Um, seven, except for the last 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 two because they were, Um,
1: they were cut in half.
0: So I wonder how many total clone wars episodes there were. Let's, let's do a quick Google search. Uh,
1: Okay. Well, while you're you're looking for that, I'm going to talk a little bit more about rebels. So 133, 133. So a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Rebels is an animated television series, as we know, set between the events of Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, and Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope. This and show... so before we get
0: into that, if you have not seen Rebels yet, here's your warning. We're going to probably be talking some spoilers here. Yeah, um, 100%. Yes. So, so we're gonna. We're you should gonna... watch Rebels now and right then come now. back. And then come back yeah. to us.
1: It's only 75, 30-minute episodes, so yeah, we'll see you in, easy. in a couple of hours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, in a time where the Empire is securing its grip on the galaxy and hunting down the last of the Jedi Knights as a fledgling rebellion against the Empire is taking shape. So that's the premise of the show. That's the backbone of the show. Now, do you want some trivia before we get into some things? Give it to me. Okay. The design of Zeb. Those of you that don't know, Zeb is one of the main characters. He's like a purple uh, beast boy type looking creature. Uh, yeah, very strong and hulking, uh, kind of like a monster yeah, it's in, face.
0: It's kind of interesting Zeb because like I, I was thinking about it as I was watching, it's like, he doesn't use the force. He's not like, like a Jedi or anything, but they like, they rely on his like
1: fighting power a lot. So yes. he's, he's
0: obviously a pretty, a pretty skilled dude.
1: Yes. So he is based on a person named Ralph McCarron. I hope I'm saying his name right. Um, but he's the guy who designed and storyboarded and drew like all of the original characters. Isn't that or Ralph McQuarrie? McQuarrie. Yes. Ma- yeah. Ralph McQuarrie. Sorry. Yeah. I said right. I was yeah. Say so right. he's based on Ralph McQuarrie. He's based on Ralph McQuarrie's early concept art for oh, okay. Chewbacca with the wow. addition all right. of the purple tiger stripes and all. So when he originally drew Chewbacca, he drew him to look oh, more like Wow. Zep.
0: I'm looking it up right now. Holy goodness! Wow, that's cool.
1: Yeah, so that's that's a neat fun fact. I like. I'm really
0: glad that Chewbacca didn't look like that.
1: Yeah, I like (laughs) Chewbacca the way he is, but I also like Zeb. So I'm glad that they they were able to to dig deep. And this is a Dave Filoni thing, man. Like he finds all these deep Easter eggs and like digs them up and pulls them out. Well,
0: he's he's smart. You know what I mean? It's like, why would you need to come up with all these new things when there's already so much content? Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? They wipe so much clean that mm-hmm. doesn't count anymore. Why not use this awesome content that has already, like, Star Wars fans already love a lot of the stories, a lot of the characters, a lot of the concepts that have come out of the non-canon stuff. Yeah. And they're, they're doing a great job, I think, of pulling that in. And uh, again, that's a testament to the fact that Dave Filoni is a big fan. You know what I mean? And I I think if you had someone that wasn't that, we wouldn't be seeing this as much.
1: Um, In the last episode, in episode eight of the uh, behind the scenes of, of the Mandalorian, they talk about it a lot. They talk about uh, the ice cream uh, maker and uh, how, how John really wanted to, to bring that back. And they're like, what else can we do there? So they brought back like, you know, the Ugnat who was, just a background character in episode five and now he's almost like their Yoda for the Mandalorian, you know? So they loved bringing in all these little things that were, you know, background stuff and then repurposing them and making them much more important. And he he even started doing that in this. Um, The first season takes place 14 years after the events of star Wars and five years before those of episode four, a new hope. Uh, between each subsequent season and the next, there is a time jump of about six months.
0: Yeah, you definitely see that, especially with uh, Ezra's hair. Yes. I don't like what they did with Ezra's hair.
1: No, with the new, sh- the shorter hair. Yeah, that they like gave I think him. season yeah. two, did they go with the shorter hair? Uh, I think it was it? I think it was season three. But I think, like, yeah, I think it season was. One, I, and two. I, I
0: get what they were trying to do. They were trying to number one, show that time had passed. Yeah, and they were trying to number two, show that Ezra had gone from this kind of wild, like. Lawless street rat, Aladdin type character. Uh, yeah, um, I, I have
1: I have fact about that as well. But go ahead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> to
0: the, to this more disciplined Padawan, um, right. and and I think they did a good job with that. But I just think his hair looked silly.
1: Yeah, I didn't like his hair either. I thought it was I mm-hmm. thought it was a bad look. And they changed changed Kanan's look as well. Um, they did,
0: but I liked Kanan's change. Yeah. Except I mean, in in the one of the last episodes, uh, when they they gave him like the weird kind of mullet. Yeah, when he, when
1: he cuts his end. own hair again at the end, there. Yeah, yeah. it was weird. Uh, there are several references in Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Chopper can be can be seen in Rebel secret base on Yavin Four. The Ghost and Hammerhead corvettes can be seen in space battles over the planet Scarif. And General and the
0: Ghost, the Ghost is also seen in uh, the Rise of Skywalker. It right?
1: is. It is when all those ships come out at That's the right. end. There, it's the right ghost front is and center too. It's yeah. like the one that they put right next to the Falcon. Right next to all. the Falcon is the Ghost, which is really cool. And uh, general sindula uh, can be heard inside the rebel base which is the the green um twilek, Her- twi'lek yeah yes. uh, Hera uh, they
0: also because we've we, I think we talked last uh episode about the new Star Wars squadron game coming out
2: mm-hmm.
0: um it's like a uh, you know the rogue squadron um there is a shot uh in the trailer where you see Hera Oh, cool! Uh, it, it's it's I mean, they don't say that it's Hera, but
2: right. it's Hera. But it's Hera, um, yeah.
0: So, so that's pretty cool. I'm I'm looking forward to playing that for sure.
1: Um, Princess or Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia were born the day after the formation of the Galactic Empire, and Ezra Bridges' birthday, which makes them a day younger than Ezra Bridges. In Star Wars Episode f- Seven, The Force Awakens, Luke, Leia, and Ezra are fifty three years old. So. By the time the Force Awakens rolls around, they're all 53 years old at that time.
0: Well, uh, spoiler alert here, the cool thing about Mm -hmm. that is, for all we know, Ezra could still be there. Yes. Right? We we don't know what happened to Ezra, uh, and they really have set this up so that we will, like, hopefully, like, I mean, it would be kind of silly if they ended it the way they did and we never see him again, but they really set this up for us to have some sort of a reunion with Ahsoka and uh, Sabine, yeah, Sabine and, uh, and Ezra. Ezra,
1: yeah. P.S. Spoiler alert! To the very end, they go looking yeah. for Ezra. We've already warned them, right? Yeah. If, if you're not <laughs> if you're not already alerted
0: to the spoilers that are to come, then then it's your own fault.
1: Uh, before this show was originally announced, production began under the code name Wolf. This Wolf. name can be seen on various concept art published on StarWars.com.
0: You think the- that has anything to do with the uh, the Loth Wolf?
1: The, uh, I think it has a lot to do with it. Um, uh, the voice actors were not told they were auditioning for a Star Wars television series, but for an animated series called Wolf, which featured sun swords instead of lightsabers and the <laughs> tyranny instead of the Empire. Oh, boy. Also, one last thing, Dave Filoni's favorite animal in the world, wolves. He, he there you go. If you watch the uh, the behind-the-scenes He's always wearing a wolf jacket, and it's because he loves wolves. Interesting. So anything, uh, code name, wolf, you know Dave Filoni's got to be attached yeah. to it.
0: Well, that explains his reverence for wolves in the show. You know, yes. we get these low cats and these so loath wolves and wolves these mystical the beings.
1: Yeah. So uh, you, can, you can totally see Dave Filoni's writing all over it. Uh, uh, speaking of our good friend Dave, Chopper is the complete opposite of R2-D2.
0: Where R two he's kind of a jerk.
1: Yeah. <laughs> What's the deal with Chopper, man? Where R two is loyal like a dog, Chopper can be selfish and a pain in the butt like a cat. So yeah, so they they I'm a made cat him, guy. Oh Yeah, there you go. But yeah, there's so many times when Chopper's like talking back and like arguing with them. Where R two D two would just be like, "Okay, let's go. I'll do it." Well, I,
0: I feel like Chopper would would argue, whereas R two would just say. Well, whatever. I'm just going to do it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> R just not going to argue. He's going to be like, I'm just going to go. I'm do just going to go
1: do it. And my last fact before we get into emotions and how we feel about the actual show, although there are, there are many similarities between Ezra Ezra Bridgers and some guy that you mentioned named Aladdin, which if you watch the first the first season, I think after the first season he really gets away from the Aladdin yeah. uh, feel to it, but the if you watch the the first two episodes which is a one hour movie right. uh, but they now broke it down into two episodes he is 100% Aladdin like he's oh, yeah. he's jumping around he's stealing from the rich and taking bread and you know whatever and hiding out and you know what I was like oh my gosh I'm watching Disney's Aladdin all over again
0: but but Star Wars which is really cool but
1: Star Wars Dave Filoni insists that his inspiration for the character was not, in fact, Aladdin, but Ralph Macchio as the Karate Kid.
0: Really? <laughs> that's actually <laughs> awesome.
2: I love it. It's awesome. I don't see it. I see Me Aladdin. Me neither.
1: Not even a little, but no. that's awesome. Yeah. I see Aladdin 100%. I don't yeah. see the Karate Kid. The only thing I can see the Karate Kid is when he's like running from Johnny... Um, like in the Halloween scene when he's got the, the, uh, he's the shower. So Johnny doesn't see him at the dance and then he's running from him and whatever. That's the only time that I can see him being like that. But have you watched
0: the, uh, the newer karate kid show?
1: No, I have not, but I, I have heard that it's really good.
0: My dad watched it. He said it was really funny. Uh, I guess, what is it called? Cobra Kai or something like that?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I got to check it out um yeah so i don't know i saw a lot it's funny you said that because we didn't talk before this about this at all and i had mentioned the aladdin thing earlier that's really fun Yep. yep. so uh let's let's get emotional let's get emotional let's get, let's let's break get all it emotional down. up in here this was and i i am late to the party on rebels especially for someone who i don't know has a star wars podcast maybe i should have gotten on this a while ago um but you know it is what it is um i loved clone wars Uh, I really loved the last season of Clone Wars, Uh, but this this uh, Rebels was just so great. I love I loved everything about it. Um, The character I felt invested in the characters. Yes. Uh, All the characters were really intriguing and interesting. All of the there was complexity in in not only just the story, but like the bad guys like we have. Was it Pride General Pride? Is that his name? I think so. Yes. Uh, the, there, there's the guy, I think his name is General Pride, where he's he's this bad guy. He's like the big, one of the big bads of season one and kind of two. Um, and then he like gets trapped somewhere with our boy, what's his name? The, the purple guy. No, it's oh, with Zeb. Two. Yeah, Zeb. Yeah. Right, him and Zeb got like stranded together and, like and they're in each that other. cave. Yeah. And they become buddies and all of a sudden, like he, he becomes a good, so it's like it doesn't portray people as black and white, which is a good a thing that right. Star Wars does pretty well. Yeah. Um, uh, they just, they get really deep into the force and I feel like you hear a lot about people wanting more star Wars that has nothing to do with the force. Um, I don't agree. We don't have enough about the force in star Wars. I don't think we have a, we have three, six, nine movies, uh, main movies. Uh, and there's some like in the first, in like the prequels and the sequels, there's some pretty cool force stuff. And in, in, but I want them to really go all in. And this this show went all in with yes. the world between worlds and the Bendu. Yes. Uh the Bendu is a great character by the way. The Bendu
1: way. is a great character.
0: Uh the Bendu was this giant moose guy who was like neither light side nor dark side but the one in the middle. Uh and he he was killer man. He would like create giant storms of, of, of force energy and stuff. He was really cool. I liked it the and they
1: were they were huge force sensitive characters without actually being Jedi, right? Were they a Jedi or were they just force sensitive? What do you think? I don't know. Like who? Who do you who do you mean? The the Bendu, the the, the big the ben- monsters.
0: I, the Bendu. Uh, I would say definitely not a Jedi, for sure. Okay. Not a Jedi at all. Um not a Sith either. And that's that's kind of the that's kind of his thing is he, he's yeah. like he lies in the middle and he I, I thought it was so cool that every time he uh, like saw Kanan, right? Right. he would call him Kanan, Kanan Jarrus, Jedi Knight.
1: Yes. Right?
0: He, he like called him that as though that was his that name. That was his
1: full name. Yeah. Um, yes. I don't know.
0: I, I thought he was really cool. Um, I, I hope we get more of that. And that's, that is something we're seeing a lot more of. Uh, and going back to um, the Knights of the Old Republic that I mentioned, Knights of the Old Republic might be the first... Maybe not the first. If you're out there and you know of like one before this, please send me an email and let me know. But one of the first kind of portrayals of what they called a gray Jedi, uh, there was a character in a uh, nice little Republic called Jolie Bindo, who was like a former Jedi who left the Jedi because he, he didn't really agree with everything they did. So it was this kind of – Star Wars kind of paints this picture of you're either a, a Jedi and you do nothing wrong, or you're Sith and you're evil. Right. And and the Bendu and Jolie Bindo, these are characters that kind of are reinforcing, no, you can be just a regular you don't have to be a paragon of good or evil, because that isn't real. There and is even, there is no such thing as that.
1: Even Ahsoka in this yeah. was very gray Jedi as well.
0: And I love that. And that's yeah. that's kind of the thing she she says that uh uh when she's fighting Vader, mm-hmm. right? There's this whole thing that's not the Jedi way, and she goes, I am no Jedi.
1: I am no Jedi. Or is, yeah. that, or is
0: that when she was fighting Maul? Either way. Yeah. She she straight up recognizes I'm a force user. I fight for what's right and what, what is good, but I'm not a Jedi. I'm not That's a not Jedi. My thing. I'm not I'm and not bound by the same she, yeah. sort of bureaucracies and stuff that they're bound by.
1: Right. And and even though she didn't want to be a Jedi, she also didn't want to be Sith either. Sure. You know, she never and she, she never had like, that opportunity. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean not
0: necessarily the opportunity to be Sith, but Maul would have I mean her and Maul
1: could have Yeah, become Maul wanted her to go with her. Yeah. Um, going back to Maul, the, by the way Maul was Maul. awesome in this, ah. yes uh, Going back to the Bindu So I, I have 15 Easter eggs From Ooh. the show as well I did a little bit of research um, Apparently. So as you're talking I, I, If you see me looking down, I'm trying to find One of those Easter eggs that go along with what we're talking about At the time Gotcha. So this is about uh, Ashla, Bogan And the Bendu in the middle Long before Rebels was even a twinkle in an animator's eye George Lucas wrote a first draft for Star Wars In it, the Jedi Bendu followed Ashla and faced off against the followers of Bogan. These concepts eventually evolved into Jedi, the Force, and the Dark Side. Eventually, these concepts would find their way into the Legends canon as the names of the ancient Force traditions and planets. So, there's your Bendu reference there from way back in George Lucas's first script of Star Wars.
0: Well, you know what uh, his first concept name for the Force was, yeah? Say it, the way of the Willis or okay. the way of the Wills, okay. rather. The spelled Willis, I guess, but way of the Wills. So if you if you remember in Rogue One, um, uh, I always forget Chirrut Chirrut Imwe, uh, the the blind, yes. very clearly force sensitive guy. Very yes, you know what I mean. It was like uh-huh. like I don't know how this guy didn't become a Jedi. I guess because the Jedi were gone. If the Jedi weren't gone, he would have become one. Right. Um, but they are. They he's a part of this organization called the Guardian of the Wills. Yes. Right. And that that's a throwback to this original concept of the force that was supposed to be called the way of the wills. Okay. Uh, which, again, is this really cool thing that Star Wars is doing of bringing back these old concepts.
1: Yes. Yes. Very cool. Very, very cool. The way they keep bringing everything back. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, Okay, so season one, you know, it's them building their little rebel group and Ezra joins them. They don't really, some of them are, I love
0: Ezra's original lightsaber, by the way. Oh, the, the, it's so blaster. Cool though, the blaster saber. Yeah. It was I, I was really kind of cool. bummed when he made his own like real lightsaber and it didn't uh, have the blaster anymore.
1: Yeah. I was a little disappointed too. I was like, what you had the perfect weapon. You had a blaster. So you could get, you know, further away and you have a lightsaber, but now you just have just a lightsaber, but whatever. Mm. So, yeah. So the first season he starts out, he's more of a punk than anything else. And then he, uh, he develops. He he goes. Uh, they finally allow him in. They he was he was kind of like just like like a punk, you know. Like I I don't need to be a part of you guys. They wanted to get rid of him, and then he finally, and they they finally like started to agree that maybe they're better together. Um, right,
0: and by they obviously it's it's the 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 kind of main characters of this show are the crew. Of this ship called the Ghost, we've got Hera Sandula, who's the uh, the captain. Uh, Kanan Jarrus, whose real name is Caleb Doom.
1: Caleb Doom,
0: Um, which whenever the Loth Wolf said Doom, I was like, are you just trying to tell him you're gonna kill him? Yeah, (laughs) I understand what you're doing. Uh, But Hera and Kanan are like they're they're together, Um, and at the end of the show, we see that they have a kid together. Uh, And then there's Zeb, there's Chopper, there's Ezra. I know. Oh, Sabine.
1: And Sabine, yeah. Uh, is that it? Did
0: I get everyone? They're the main I I ones.
1: Everyone. Yeah, they're the main ones, and then you get a couple of yeah, a couple others. people joining along the way and whatever. But and there's, and there's
0: loads of people that we know of from later on. Like we see uh, Mon Mon Mothma pops up mm-hmm. a lot. We see Ahsoka comes in. We see people from from the Clone Wars era come in. There's a uh, Hondo the Hondo the smuggler yeah. Hondo who who I loved in in Clone Wars. He was so funny, and he was actually a really great character in this because he was like the same dude but for whatever reason he like because of the empire and all the stuff that's going on he like almost had a more elevated sense of moral compass yeah. not that much elevated not much
1: but a little more elevated just a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah he cared just a little bit more but he still was all about taking care of himself that's for number sure. 1 all about number 1 all about number 1 that is that is correct um yeah. i don't even remember what happened in season 2 what happened in season 2
0: i don't know man uh season 1 was very inquisitor heavy, right? We had yes. the grand inquisitor uh, who used to be a temple, uh, a guard at the Jedi temple. Um, and then we we saw him kind of interacting with a couple of the other inquisitors. At the end of season one, I think he died. Uh, and I think season two was when ahsoka kind of came in, right?
1: Um, that's a great... Off the
0: top of my head, I can't remember. Yeah. It all kind of molds together. We also see Rex, right? Rex is a big part of this uh, yes. this whole se- uh, series. Uh, he's actually probably a main one of the main characters. He's not in every episode, but he's in a lot of them. Um, yeah, I don't remember exactly like what happened. I know in the last two seasons are when things really start to get kind of crazy. Yeah, the last uh, two
1: seasons gets very force-heavy. Yeah, and, yeah. We get introduced
0: uh, to the Bendu. We get introduced to the the world between worlds, which is essentially. Have you seen Interstellar? Yes, it's essentially Interstellar.
1: Interstellar. I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> right? you have this yeah.
0: this long hallway of doorways that just lead to different parts of time.
1: Yeah, and it's all like, uh, it's it's just like a black hole of space with yep. just little pathways all over the place, and each pathway goes to a different different part of time and a different Galaxy, not galaxy, Yeah, different planet, different part different of time. Part of the galaxy. Different yeah. Part of the galaxy. All kinds of crazy stuff. But yeah, which is
0: where I guess uh, they're assuming that Ezra is. Uh, oh, you know what? You know who became the big Bat? That's right. Because in the first two seasons, it's the Inquisitors and Vader, and in the second two seasons, it's Thrawn.
1: Yes, Thrawn comes and into Thrawn the-
0: is killer man yeah every time thrawn is like having one of his weird manifesto moments and they're zooming in on his face and they've got that organ music playing
2: Uh uh-huh
0: it's like oh my god this is the most killer character ever um and and they they i don't know that you can even say that they killed him because we don't know what happened to him and ezra but they they made him go away in just the weirdest and coolest way possible and he was just escorted into the the ether by space whales.
1: Yes. Yes. They, uh, <laughs> the pergill, <laughs> they, they, they bring back the space whales. They come, they save the day and they just like suck them out into, and then they, they, um, like they, they go into hyperspace. Yeah. If you don't going. know
0: what the pergill is, you need to watch rebels because yeah. apparently there is a, a race of space whales that has the ability to go into hyperspace,
1: to jump into hyperspace. Yes.
0: Uh, which is amazing
1: amazing that that an um, animal can do that as opposed to you know a machine ship, a machine um,
0: but Ezra the entire kind of show has been sh- seen as like having this weird connection to animals and nature yes and so for whatever reason these pergil kind of like trust him and so at the end he like they come back and save. they him. come back
1: and help him and save him yeah. yeah um more about thrawn thrawn is a master strategist skilled combatant and above all a big art nerd Oh yeah. He believes that he can gain insight into a person or a society through the art, through the art it creates. Thus, he has a large collection of art ready at hand. So, remember, he took um, the painting of uh,
0: Sabine's painting, right?
1: Yeah, Sabine's. No, he also not Sabine. took uh,
0: whatever that there was that wooden object that was important to Hera. Yeah, yeah. So he, he took he, that he too. t- And
1: and yes was it Sabine or her, her had a painting also. Oh, it was the thing about her family. He took that, he took Sabine's painting. Sabine was the the artist and he had a couple of her paintings. And, 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 uh, he was like, Oh, I recognize this art because he had a couple of her things that she like spray painted somewhere else in the galaxy and he, and he took them, whatever. But he also has one of the less obvious ones is a simple wooden cup in the background. One would wonder why such a simple thing would be in such a place of honor in Thrawn's treasure room. What insight can be gained from a carpenter's cup? It's not immediate, immediately obvious, but art director Killian Plunkett confirmed that, yes, it's the Holy Grail from Indiana Jones and the wow. Last Crusade. That's so, awesome. Yeah, I so, mean, they,
0: they're, they're notorious for that. Uh, Star Wars and Steven Spielberg go back and forth. I think, I forget what movie it is, uh, but at some point, you know the Crystal Skull. Yep. Did you see the Crystal Skull?
1: Yeah. Uh huh. Terrible movie. Terrible but movie. The
0: Crystal Skull skeleton was in some Star Wars. It name.
1: was yeah. It was definitely in a Star Wars. Uh, in a Star but Wars Thrawn, episode as well. But Thrawn. is from
0: Legends, right? Thrawn yes. is not a new character. No. Thrawn has been around since, for a long time. Thrawn is actually a species called Chiss. Chiss is like when you see Thrawn, he's he's got completely blue skin and red eyes. Uh, that's that's a race in Star Wars called the Chiss. Okay. Um, and they're they're notoriously pretty uh pretty cool. Uh, they, I, I'm fairly certain uh, when you play Knights of the Old Republic, or the Old Republic, you can choose a Chiss as your character. So okay. they're pretty cool.
1: Um, and we can talk about Maul, Darth, not Darth anymore, just Maul. Just Maul. Just, just Maul. Maul. By the way,
0: I, I told uh Rob this morning I saw this this amazing fan made video about Maul. Uh, I'm gonna share it on our social media later. So if you're listening. Listen for, go, go check it out. It's a seven minute video and I've watched it at least twice, uh, (laughs) because I, and I was watching the Phantom Menace today and Maul is so much cooler now than he was before. Yes. And And I thought when, when Phantom Menace came out, I thought Darth Maul was the best part about it. Yeah. Um, he was just a cool character. Um, but everything that's happened since then has just made him more intriguing, more complex, more, uh, tragic. Yeah. He's 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 kind of a tragic character. He is, um, and so it's just really interesting knowing where he winds up and his eventual story. And I gotta tell you again, I'm not gonna say spoiler alert again because, well, I guess I already did. But he just did. Uh, seeing <laughs> seeing the way Maul ends is perfect,
1: right? Perfect. So go ahead. I mean, talk. You about, can look like, it up on
0: YouTube. I'm not gonna tell you right now how okay. how Darth Maul's story ends. It's very easy to look up on YouTube, uh, but it's perfect. It's perfect. Um he's, it, and. I don't between even know what else this, to say. It's, it's, I, I want to give the keys to the car to Dave Filoni. Yes. Just give them to him.
1: Because between Mull in this and then also in Clone Wars, mm-hmm. he has, once again, given somebody who in episode one had three lines, a great lightsaber battle, and then you never see him again, um, such new life and such purpose. Um, he his his story arc with him and Ezra constantly you know he's trying to get Ezra to join up with him Ezra knows he shouldn't but he's he thinks that he can uh, use Maul's powers against him basically and use mm-hmm. like take the knowledge that that Maul is giving him and use it for his own good um it's such a great great story arc and a great great uh Part of this show, it's awesome. So,
0: and they leaned into Maul for this, you know. It's not like Maul was like a part of this show; he was a main part mm-hmm. of the show. He showed up in every season, and he played a big role in every season. Especially, you know, the la- the latter seasons, he became a huge part of it.
2: Yeah. Oh, um,
0: yeah, and and that's great for a character that did not get enough credit to begin with. Um, so, I, I'm hoping we see more of Maul. Uh, I know that there's not a whole lot maybe left of his story to tell. Um, I don't know. I, I just. I, I can't say enough good things about Rebels. I, I can't believe it took me this long to watch it. I'm still a little hesitant to watch Resistance because it just doesn't seem to have the same vibe.
1: It's not. It's not the same. It's more like this. It's more kitty. Yeah. That's a little bit more kiddie. Um, It doesn't have the same impact and the same mm-hmm. meaning to me to sure. the Star Wars universe. It's, uh,
0: from what I've gathered, it seems more local.
1: Yes, like it's very local, local
0: issues because like yeah. this happens here. It doesn't have like galaxy-wide sort of
2: ramifications. And even
1: even when they they leave their local and go somewhere else, it's still just small. It's still just yeah. all about them. Where right. rebels, you know, at the end of rebels, it sets up what you need to do, and and there's so much intertwining between rebels and and Rogue One, and just getting everything going in the direction towards. Uh, a new hope. That it's mm-hmm. that it's awesome. Now you know there's people out there who say that I, you know they're like, did rebels get canceled? It didn't get canceled. They no, they, they were done. It. They were done. They Good. they wanted to come and to I, an end.
0: Would I have, would I have wanted more? Probably. Sure. But it I would rather they telling. stopped where they did yeah. because they were done than drag it on because mm-hmm. they wanted to cash the milk cash the uh, milk yeah. the cash cow milk you the know the cash cow yeah. Um, if you're done, you're done. It was the same thing with kind of like like Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad was over. It was done. It ended perfectly.
2: It,
1: yeah. Uh,
0: sometimes I wish other shows would do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, without getting into the whole end of the show, because the ending is really good, the fourth season, very Jedi, very Force-laden and sensitive, and all about the Force, and a really strong Jedi telling in the fourth season. I really liked where it went. Um, a lot of good versus evil, a lot of, you know, uh, between Mull, Darth Vader, Ahsoka, you know, Ezra becoming, turning into his own Kanan being the, the leader that he was. Um, it's such a great story. And
0: everyone in that, every character I feel like had an arc. There wasn't anyone who kind yes. of stayed flat, even know, yeah. like someone like, uh, you know, Kanan, like you would think, oh, he's this, this Padawan, but like the story is about Ezra. So Ezra is the one who's going to develop, right. right? No, all of these characters start somewhere and get somewhere else. Yeah. As you know, Kanan was
1: even this, essentially Padawan yeah.
0: who, who like was, you know, order 66 happened and he, he like was left to fend for himself. So he, he was never confident in himself. Right. And even when Ezra came along and he realized I've got to teach this kid, he doubted his teaching. He doubted mm-hmm. that he was going to be able to help this kid. And then, you know, Maul messed him up and blinded him. Yeah. And then that, that like left him like shattered and he like was trying to piece together. How do I go on? And how do I, how do I teach someone when I can't even see? And then the bendu taught him how to see. It's just, it, there was so much character development yes. and so much intricacy and, and, attention to detail that I really loved.
1: Yes. So it's great. Great series. Highly recommend it. I told Nick when we first started the show, he's got to watch it because I watched it from the beginning. I've even gone back and watched it a second whole time. And now I want to watch the whole thing all over again for a third time because it was, you got it. it's just so good. It's, it's yep. great storytelling. Um, I highly recommend it. There's not a bad season, I mean season 1 starts out a little weak I, like I said I'm not a fan of the and I love Aladdin don't get me wrong Aladdin was right. one of my favorite Disney cartoons in in the in the 90s I love Aladdin I just don't like the remake of Aladdin in Star Wars in World space. in space <laughs> but I do like the fact that they they did they got away from that pretty quickly so sure. then then they they developed the characters into something even better than that so yeah. I have other Easter egg stuff, but whatever. It's not necessary at this point. Yeah. I think, uh, so I
0: get. I think the main thing here is again. I'm betting a lot. I mean, I don't know how many of you actually listen to us. Hopefully, there's about a you know three or four six thousand people of you out there listening. Um, I'd imagine a lot of you. Uh, that's exaggeration. Uh, have not watched the. Uh, the Clone Wars series or the Rebels series. Uh, and I again, I've mentioned before on here, I understand that there's this barrier for some people that, well, it's a cartoon and it's hard to get by. Um, but the storytelling in Rebels is is more in-depth and and mature than I think, I would say, even the prequels are. Yeah, I, um, I would agree with that. So if, if you're a Star Wars fan, try and get over the cartoon thing uh, because the story behind it is really great.
1: Yes, 100%. I agree 100%. Um, so, I don't know. I think we don't need to really talk much more about that. I think no, that's, that's, it, a, that's a pretty I mean, good way to uh, end it there.
0: The the big thing here is, I need for y'all, we're going to try and post it up on our social media, uh, check out the Mall fan video, uh, especially if you've already seen Rebels. It it really is like, a, again, I've seen a lot of video recently that just seem like love letters to Star Wars. And this, to me, is like a love letter to this excellent character that, When you're watching, when I was watching Phantom Menace today, and I'm thinking, all right, 20 years ago, they had no idea the amount of backstory that this character was going to get. Yeah. And the amount of depth this character was going to get. And yet they did. And they managed to take this blank slate, like you said, this three line Phantom Menace, and turn him into just this in depth, extraordinarily important player in this galaxy.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: so go watch Rebels. It's go watch great. Rebels. I might when when me and Rob stop this. I might go downstairs and go watch some Rebels
1: and start start all over again. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so that's all right, Well that's not all we got. I think, I think we uh, we covered a lot today.
0: We talked yeah, a little Episode One. We talked a little Rebels. Uh, we talked a little uh, Reven. Uh, if you have any uh, Jedi or Sith of the week that you'd like to recommend to us, if you have any uh, alcohol that you'd like to re- recommend to us, that, since you know I've just been drinking whiskey and Rob's just been drinking Twenty One A. Let us know. Uh, Once again, we're on Facebook and Instagram, Bantamilk Podcast, Twitter, Bantamilk. You can catch us at our brand new, exciting website, Uh, BantamilkPodcast.com. And please check out our buddies at Ears Up uh, and at the Supreme Resort. They are great people. They put out a great show. They put out a great product. Uh, And if you're a Disney fan, there's no reason why not. And I know a lot of you Disney fans are probably aching to get back into the parks. What better way than to listen to these guys talk about the parks just to remind you what a great place it is.
1: Remind you how awesome it is. Also, I have heard it's the happiest out, place on earth. That's what I hear. Rumor has it. Yeah. When it's open, it's yeah. the happiest place on earth. Um, also, check out either on our webpage or on uh, earsup-podcast.com's webpage. They have uh, Patreon. So... You can join Patreon if you want to. There's an Amazon link. Please click on the Amazon link. Everybody shops on Amazon because we can't go anywhere. So just use this Amazon link. It won't cost you anything extra, and it'll give us a little something in the back. And uh, don't forget to oh, also check out their um, Etsy page. They have an Etsy page. A lot of T-shirts and stuff. Ears up T-shirts really? and stuff like that.
0: We got to start. We got to start uh, putting that wood lathe you have to to work. Put out some. Some uh, Bantha Milk podcast woodworking stuff. Yeah, man, definitely. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to figure that out. We'll
1: have to figure that out. We can definitely work on something like that. So I think that's pretty much it. So from all that's of cool. us here at Bantha Milk Studios and on the other side of New Jersey as well, I'm Rob.
0: I'm Nick, and we have spoken.
1: We have spoken.